Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners. Welcome back to the Level Up English podcast. My name is Michael, and I am delighted to be here with you again to talk all about pronunciation today. I know this is a big topic, and many of you want to hear about it because you ask me about it all the time. And yeah, hopefully, I can say something useful today because I haven't done many episodes on pronunciation before. So we'll see what I can come up with today. I've got a rough plan here, and. I tend to mumble and stumble over my words a lot when I'm speaking, and I'm trying to get better at this. I'm trying to improve my speaking skills and improve my. This is the problem, right? I forget what I'm saying. <laughs> But this is what I want to improve. I want to get better at this. In the meantime, it might be a bit challenging for some of you to follow along with what I'm saying. And if that's the case, then maybe the transcripts can help you. So, a quick shout out to my Level Up English members. I've been really excited to see the writing you've been doing recently in the writing challenge. It's been so good. Every week, I give one writing prompt, which is like a question, and people are responding to this question with their stories and their writing. And I'm giving you feedback and corrections. And it's so amazing to see your ideas and your your writing. So. That's been really fun. So thank you for joining in with that, members. In addition to that, with membership, you can also access the transcripts for all the podcast episodes. You can listen to the private members podcast too, where I talk about more private and relaxed, casual things as well. You will have access to online courses, and I think most excitingly, group. Lessons, which are starting on Sundays, join me for group conversation classes, and I hope to meet you there. All of that on levelupenglish.school. So, hope that's useful for you. Let's get right into the topic today. Let's not delay any further and talk about pronunciation. Okay, so improving your pronunciation is a really important task in English, of course, and it's. Something that, understandably, will take time, and I think it's really important just to put that out there, right at the get-go, right at the beginning, is that understanding that it will take time to improve. Whenever I get a message from someone asking, you know, can you improve my pronunciation in one month? I want to fix my problems. It's a little bit of a red flag for me, which means it's kind of like a. A sign of something that isn't right, a sign of danger, perhaps, because pronunciation isn't something you can just accomplish in a time frame. It's like a skill that you're continuously building and working on, and it it will change over time. And today we're going to talk a little bit about what you can do to speed up that improvement. It is definitely something that's worth keeping in mind throughout your studies, right? And have that attitude. It's have the attitude of continuous improvement rather than something you can just fix and then you can move on to other things, right? I think it's really important to set that 
standard right at the beginning. If wrong pronunciation will gets like cemented into your mind. Cement is when you have the liquid that turns into rock, turns into stone. So if you get the wrong pronunciation cemented, it sticks in your mind, it's really hard to unlearn them later on. And I know this from experience because I've been pronouncing things wrong in different languages. And then when I finally find out it's been wrong this whole time, it's so difficult to correct myself because I have maybe months or even years of experience saying it the wrong way. So it's so important to try to tackle these things early on if you can. And one way in which you could do that is never be afraid to speak up. Speak as much as you can and if you're not sure about something, definitely say it because you will never know if you're wrong unless you say something really, right? This is when you can get corrected. This is when you can observe how people respond to you. I know it's really scary because when you say something and someone says to you, I'm sorry, what did you say? What was that? Can you repeat that please? Maybe your heart starts to sink and you go, oh no, I pronounced it wrong, didn't I? Oh no, it's a terrible feeling. But maybe consider the possibility that there was some mistake there and it's not a big deal, right? It's an opportunity to learn from that. So. You, you know, you can ask them what was wrong or you can just think about it and look it up later. Yeah, so it's quite good to use these things you're not sure about and then you can kind of get feedback based on the other person's reaction. And it's also important to remember, just to kind of calm and ease your nerves, that we all mishear people from time to time. You think about your native language too. How often do you say, sorry, what was that? Say again? I, I couldn't catch that. And it's not because their pronunciation was bad. Maybe they just said it quickly. There was some background noise. You just weren't listening. I don't know, whatever the reason is. So don't be discouraged if someone doesn't hear you. It's very natural not to catch what someone says the first time. So yeah, don't worry about it. So if there's anything that I'm saying today that you cannot catch, probably native speakers will feel the same, you know, it's not definitely a bad thing. However, let's get into some tips now to work on your pronunciation. So I've got a list here to help jog my memory, which is a good expression to help, help me remember what I thought about. My first tip is to observe people speaking really, really carefully. So really, really have acute, careful observation skills, I think that's really going to go a long way. So one example here is, I think compared to, let's, let's say British English, other languages don't move their mouths so much. So in other languages, I'm thinking of some Asian languages, um, Russian language, when, you're, when they're speaking, the mouth is quite quite uh, you know, still, it's not opening and closing so much. In British English, you might, if you're watching me on video now, you might notice it's very expressive. So lots of teeth, lots of open mouths and smiling, and it really shows this through what I'm saying. There's lots of ups and downs and go really high and then really low, and we're doing all these different changes in the way we're speaking. And 
perhaps it's quite exhausting because you're using a lot more muscle than you're used to. But here's one example where I think it's not something that you can learn in a lesson. It's something that you learn through observation, immersion and practice. So a good technique for this is shadowing, which is where you just copy what someone's saying. So you're listening and watching me now. You're trying to repeat what I'm saying in the exact same way that I'm saying it. Not only that, you are trying to mimic my mouth movements as well. Now, I don't want everyone to sound like me, so try to do it with many other people too. But it's a really good thing to do because, you know, I know many speakers who are really, really high level, like maybe like C2 learners, but their pronunciation can still be a little bit tricky to follow because they haven't mastered that mouth positioning of all the words yet. They've still got the habits of their native language. That's one thing to consider, right? So be really, really observant with how people are speaking. Try to copy them exactly. Try to copy their tone exactly. And I think that moves on to my next point, which is to exaggerate sounds. Exaggerate. So this is when something is difficult, especially really, really emphasize it and make it much stronger than how it would be said naturally, yeah? So if you're struggling with the word, let's say necessary, when you're speaking naturally, you might say, oh yeah, this is a necessary thing to do, it's necessary, yeah. You say it quite quickly, or a native speaker would say it quite quickly. However, when you're practicing, you might want to really emphasize it because it makes it much easier and it helps it stick into your memory a bit more. So you might say something like, I think this is really necessary, necessary. And I'm really shouting on the first syllable because I'm indicating that's where I should stress. It's not necessary, that's a bit weird, necessary. Yeah, so emphasize it to make it stronger, that's gonna help as well. So shadow, exaggerate, make sense? The next tip I have might require some work depending on your school system in your country. And this is learn the IPA. I'm not talking about beer, because I think that is a, an acronym with beer, right? I'm not a big beer drinker, but this is the International Phonetic Alphabet. So these are the funny symbols that we use to show the phonetics, the pronunciation of words. And even myself, I only learnt this alphabet in the last couple of years. You know, even when I first started teaching, I didn't know it. I didn't think it was necessary. And then I kind of thought, well, as a teacher, I probably should know it. I think it's useful. And now I use it all the time. And when someone doesn't know it, I kind of think, wow, pronunciation must be so much harder when you don't know this alphabet. You know, it does take time to learn. You're essentially learning a whole new alphabet again, but it will help you know the pronunciation because it shows exactly how to say it. As you will surely know, English spelling does not in any way, well, almost in any way, reflect pronunciation. There's so many inconsistencies. You know, we don't say ligat, we say light. Why, is, why do we not pronounce the G, you know? So in the phonetic alphabet, it will look a bit like L-A-I-T, something like that. It will look a bit similar to that, light. So it makes more sense. 
So it's a good idea to learn that and maybe when you learn a new word, look up the phonetic, the phonetics in the dictionary as well and that will help you. It's not as hard as you think though. So I know some countries already learn this in school, but if you don't, pretty much all the consonants are the same. So B, C, D, F, G, I think they're all the same. The real ones that are different are these vowel sounds. The A, I, U, E, all these are a little bit different. You have to memorize them, but the consonants are pretty similar. So that's a good tip, I would say. And somewhat connected to that with audio now. So always check the pronunciation of the word. Well, if you want to, if it's difficult for you, not always maybe, but it's a really good idea to check the pronunciation. The website which I tell everyone about, which I cannot believe is not more well known than it is, I use it all the time and people rarely know about it, is Forvo, F-O-R-V-O.com. And it's so fantastic because people upload their own audio of themselves pronouncing these different words. And you've got, if you, if you type in the word listen, you'll hear that pronounced in American English, British English, and maybe female voice, male voice, and maybe even other variants of English as well. And it's really, really handy just to see how different people pronounce these words. Another simple one is just Google. If you have access to Google, type in your word pronunciation. And then most words, common words, it will come up on Google's homepage. At least it does on desktop. I don't know about phones, actually. It should do on phones as well. And you can change British, American pronunciation, listen to it. It's really, really useful. And they are very accurate. I've never seen a mistake in any of them. And what I think is a good idea is listening to them and comparing to how you pronounce it. Even better, record yourself. Record yourself saying a word that you have trouble with, listen to someone else saying it, and you go, oh, actually, it's a little bit different. And then you can identify where it's different and keep repeating and repeating until you get the hang of it. Yeah, that should help. Another, how many more tips have I got here? One, two, three, four. Four more tips, not long to go. Another one is minimal pair exercises. So minimal pairs are where you look at pairs of words that sound very similar, but just one sound is different. And these are often sounds that people will struggle with. So a common example is like sheep, ship. I've got a video about this on YouTube if you want to check it out on my main page. Sheep, ship. Yeah, and then you look at other ones with e, i, as well. So pr have practice listening to these, pronouncing these, and you kind of get a bit more knowledge of these subtle differences in pronunciation. And yeah, pay attention to your mouth shape as well, like sheep, ship. Your mouth will always be a bit different. Another example: hop, hoop, hop, hoop. Yeah. Uh, bop, pop, bop, pop, yeah? B and P, very difficult, aren't they? Leaf, reef, leaf, reef. So again, practice these minimal pairs 
And another good way to do that is with YouTube tutorials, which is my next tip. There's so many YouTube videos on these minimal pairs and these sounds, and it will really help you because you can watch the person, how they're moving their mouth. They'll often give you tutorials as well. Like this is what you have to do to pronounce this sound. And you make sure your lips and your tongue are in alignment with what that person is doing. And that's gonna go a long way. It might be difficult though to kind of know where to start. So it's really important to identify your most difficult areas of pronunciation. And I think teachers are really handy with this because I know from my own experience as a teacher and a learner, there's some things that you just cannot hear yourself. You have to have a professional or a native speaker tell you what you're doing a bit unnaturally. And I've had many students who are pronouncing things wrong and I tell them and they go, huh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, so I think a teacher is really, really useful for identifying and pointing out areas where you need to improve. So consider maybe having a teacher just for one lesson and saying, today, I want you to tell me all of my pronunciation mistakes. And they'll hopefully note them down and give you some pointers on that. Could be a good use of your time and money as well. One other tip is to focus on stress and syllables. Don't neglect these two. Stress is so important in English because this is where you emphasize or strengthen part of the word. Like before we had the word necessary. It's not necessary, it's necessary. Yeah, photograph. Stresses on photograph. It's not photograph. It's not in the middle, it's on the first syllable. This word syllable refers to the sounds of a word. Photograph, three syllables. Michael, two syllables. How many syllables in your name? How many sounds in your name? So photograph, first syllable stressed. Photograph, yeah. Television, television. We don't say television, television. So really get in the habit of listening to that stress. Another tip related to the phonetic pronunciation is it will actually tell you where the stress is. With the apostrophe symbol, which is the little, little line at the top of the space, it will tell you where the stress is. So wherever that symbol is on the word, the stress is the following syllable, right? So in the word uh, necessary, the apostrophe will be before the N, I believe. Necessary. So that's a handy way of telling too. And my last tip is, if you really struggle with pronunciation, perhaps consider focusing on just one dialect for now. Because with English, it becomes so confusing when you're thinking about American and British. And people often ask me, you know, I'm saying it so incorrectly. And I have to say, you're not, you're saying it the American way. That's totally natural. It's totally fine. It's different from me, but it's not wrong, right? So if you want to simplify things, maybe consider focusing just on British for now, and then you can branch out into American 
when you get a little bit better. It's not essential, but if you're really struggling, it's something to consider, yeah? Ultimately, my main advice is just listen and repeat. Observe the way a child observes. I think this is why children are so good at learning because they're so observant. They've got eyes open. They're really, really observing everything. So observe, listen, repeat. That's the, the key words to, to take away today. Have faith that it will happen, you know, with immersion as well. If you're immersed in the language, if it's all around you, if you spend enough time in the language, your pronunciation will gradually change on its own. I've seen this happen with many people. Even if you don't take lessons in English, you will improve over time. What we're talking about today is simply speeding up that process, yeah? So don't worry, if you're practicing, I'm sure you're doing a great job. It's important not to worry about it, I would say. Okay, I'll stop here before my voice runs out of battery today, <laughs> runs out of energy. I've got two really nice reviews to say a quick thank you to today. One is from Five Sheep, Five Sheep. And this person says, a listener from China. I listened to the episode that you were in with Luke's English podcast, and I started to explore this podcast too. Some episodes are so good and fascinating. There is passion and sincerity in your voice. I'm glad you think so. Thank you very much, Five Sheep. I'm really proud that I've got some Chinese sheep listening to the podcast. <laughs> no, thank you for the kind review. I appreciate that. One from Ryan from Syria, who says, you make my day. Oh. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you really. You're making my listening skills better and better. That's amazing to hear. Thank you very much. I'm glad I'm having some effect on you. Okay, thanks for those reviews. Let's say goodbye today with one quote from my Level Up English Instagram page. Well, I guess at the moment it's English with Michael, but you might find it also if you search Level Up English, but it will be on my uh, website if you want to find it there. And this is Bruce Lee, who says, a wise man can learn more from a foolish question than a fool can learn from a wise answer. Hmm, I like that. Have a think about that one. I'll leave you here today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and have a fantastic, super fun, amazing week. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.